0: So just go ahead and if you choose to close your eyes and just focusing your attention to the seat of the soul. Literally all you have to do is bring your awareness and focus above the eyebrows towards the center of the head or even slightly above your physical head. And as you hold your attention here in paying attention simply become aware of that movement of spirit within. Just take notice of how you perceive to you feel Do you see, do you hear, or simply know, or maybe a combination of many different ways of experiencing that movement of the divine? And if you're not sure, simply begin to visualize that inner radiant form of the Holy Spirit. It may appear as a purple or blue light or you may feel a slight tingling or pressure upon the top of your head or the third eye region. Just begin to visualize creating the space for the radiant form to appear that you may awaken into the truth of that experience. And know that as you visualize, this is a way of building the loving within. That as we build this loving, we begin to awaken and to share that loving with our Creator. And as you continue to hold this inner focus, begin to bring forward now that name of God, the hue. That as we visualize and chant, that together the light and the sound awakens within. And in a moment, we're going to chant out loud to assist us in that process of awakening to the divine. And as we chant, continue to build that energy and holding your attention and creating the focus within. And so we're going to chant the hue out loud now. So just take in a deep breath and on the exhale we'll begin.
1: you
0: That frequency. Experience the loving, the sound, and the light. Simply pay attention, giving your loving, giving your devotion to that movement of the Divine. So continue holding this inner focus of visualizing and chanting, chanting the names of God, visualizing the radiant form of the Holy Spirit, and know that in this action, this is how we prepare the space and open the doors to allow God's grace to awaken, to move, to experience that we come to know who we truly are in that movement of loving. So continue now this inner movement, experiencing the loving, awakening to the sound and the light. so just observing wherever you find yourself inside, just to observe and experience that movement of spirit, awakening to the greater knowing, the greater understanding, that in all that you do and all that you experience, it is all inside inside the movement of loving simply giving our attention allowing us to awaken to come to the greater truth that we are So just take a few more moments inside, observing and experiencing, remembering your awareness of the experience, taking a moment to note either within the mind or even to write in a journal of your experience to bring forward that awareness of the awakening. you're ready just open your eyes
1: I always want to say when you say and now you can open your eyes if you want to but if we don't want to <laughs> that's the big one That's my question. I'm waiting for an answer.
0: (laughs) It's your choice. That's true. Would you like to start? I could. Shall I? It's up to you. So it's my choice? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, it's always interesting, especially sharing up here together with Jim, even just like that little dynamic. You share, you share, whatever. and. You know, sometimes on a personal level, when I get in front of a group, there's almost like, you know, there's this expectation that I have to share. Just like Jim was just giving the choice of, what if I don't want to open my eyes? Part of me, I go through sometimes, well, what if I don't want to share? And in in a sense, I know I don't have to. But still inside of me, when I'm in front of people, and that's probably true for any of us, when we're in front of whether it's one person, two people, or a group, There's something inside of us that goes on that we feel some type of a pressure or a movement of some sorts. And one of the values that I've gained so much in sharing is beginning to look at and to learn more and more about myself in that dynamic. And it's just much more pronounced when it's a group like here. And so I get that much more value when it's in a group dynamic because of more of the eyes looking at me on a physical, personal, ego level, if you will, the vehicle for the soul. Truly, I know there's really the looking spiritually. But even with that, there is this dynamic in the body, the mind, the emotions, the ego, the personality that we all have to deal with. And that's a lot of the challenge in this world, is how do we deal with those pressures that we feel coming from outside of ourselves that, in a sense, are putting expectation, demand, or control upon us to perform. To perform. To perform the way the world expects of us and whatever that is. That's one perspective. The other perspective is just simply that movement of loving. Because I know at this point in the game, in my life, that when I participate in that movement of the divine within me, is an expression of that river of loving. There's this great joy and greater fullness that wells up within me when I choose to move with that rather than choosing to perform out of the expectations of the pressures of the world. And that's the big difference that I've come to learn more and more. And every time we do a class, is probably the greatest physical experience I get to have that come up within me. And one thing I've learned over all the years, that even before I was doing this with Jim, kind of my warm-up, I guess, or preparatory work, was when I would co-facilitate and facilitate other trainings and classes, before I was doing this like I am now, that that's where I began to really learn about this dynamic and how that works and what goes on inside of me. And it's always been a challenge to some level. But just like anything we do, the more we do it, the better we get at it, the better we understand it, the more we know how to work with those dynamics. And that's been the same here for me. And so I've always continued in that process through all the challenge to always look to the spirit inside, to always look to that to lead the way. And that's what the challenge is in life for all of us, is to always to look to the spirit within to lead the way. No matter what it looks like on the outer, to always look within, to follow that guidance, to follow the lead of loving, of light, of sound. But part of that process of coming to even know what that is, in order to follow it, is that we're going to also go through the challenges the tribulations the tests of those pressures of the world those expectations that are put upon us by family friends even the people we love and care about all unconsciously we put things upon one another not meaning to not maliciously but it's just an unconscious action that takes place that's what we call karma folks that's karma karma is unconscious. It's those things in the world, the mind, the emotions, the imagination, the body, that push us around. That's what karma is. And so as we're pushed around, we're going to feel the pushing and the pulling, all that dynamic. And that's what we call the irritation that begins to form the pearl of great price. Because in the irritation, in agitation, It is through that agitation that we begin to discover and wake up to know what are those energies, those movements, those irritations of the dynamics of the world. Because as we discover even the dynamics of the world, is how we fulfill the karmas. Remember karma we define as unlearned lessons? Well, if karma's those lessons of the world, then how do we learn them? It is through this process. Being pushed, being pulled, being agitated. Because in this world, all that movement, it is through our experience of that is how we learn. I'm a feeler, so I'm going to feel more of those energies, which I do. Some people are more visual, so they'll see that dynamic. Or they'll hear the dynamic. Or they'll just simply know. But the knowing, whatever way it comes in, It's just a gradual process. It takes time to learn, to discover, to know all these energies that go on. Some of them are very tangible, obviously. The physical actions that we see are the easiest to discern. But when you begin to enter into the realm of imagination, emotion and mind, and the unconscious mind, those are much more subtle. Those are harder to detect to really come to know. Because they come in, we may feel it, experience it, and know it in the moment, and then it's gone. And we're like, what was that? What was that? Because it was not of a physical nature. It was harder to detect. It's harder to understand. So it calls for other senses, other ways of perceiving, to move into the understanding of what our these other energies, these other movements that take place, we know they're real, because why would we experience them if they weren't? So many times, when we enter on a spiritual path, in the beginning years, we'll feel these different movements, and we'll think that that's the Spirit moving us. And sometimes it is. But if we don't pay attention, we can lead ourselves astray. Because often, It is the imagination, the mind, or the emotions that is pushing us. But because it is an invisible energy that we feel pushing us within, that we think that's the spirit. That's why on this path, it's always important to pay attention, to always bring your attention back to the seat of the soul. Because that's the only place that you're really going to wake up and know the difference of when the spirit is moving you, and you choose to participate in that movement, or if it's the imagination, the mind, or the emotions, and you're choosing to participate in that, and you're calling it spirit, and it's not. But here's the good news. Even if you call it spirit, and it's not, and it's the mind, the emotions, the imagination pushing you around, that's how we learn. So that's not bad. I've heard so many people, when they've been led astray by the mind, the emotions, and imagination, when they thought it was spirit, when they finally have woken up to the realization that it was not, I've seen them really just take a downturn, and my heart has gone out. And years ago, I would have thought that was a bad thing, because I've gone through that myself, more than once, plenty of times. But every time I went through it, as upset as I was, frustrated, disturbed, lost faith, felt hopeless, became depressed, whatever it was I went through, every time, eventually, whether it was very quickly or if it took me days or weeks or even months, or even years, at some point I always turned around and pulled myself back up and once again gained my focus and attention back at the seat of the soul, because I did not care to keep living in that place of unknowing, of ignorance and darkness, and all those unpleasant energies that I experienced with that. That was my motivator, to keep seeking the light, to keep seeking the loving, so that I could really wake up and know the greater truth in that and of that. So one of the messages that I've been hearing myself over the list last year, particularly in sharing in this way, is that I hope, if anything, that in hearing this, you realize that when these things happen to you, because they will, it's part of the journey for all of us. Every soul in this world is gonna go through these things. That as that does happen, you realize it's not the end of the world, you've not made a mistake. You've never done anything wrong, or bad, or evil. You simply have bought into and attached yourself to a movement of energy in the world, so that you, a soul, could have the experiences that come with that, to come into greater understanding, clarity, fulfillment, and wisdom through your experience of that which is of the world so that you as soul comes to know this level of creation we call time and space. That's how the soul learns, is to walk through the experience. So please hear what I'm saying and share it with others that aren't here today, that you know are walking the same journey as you see them take the downturns. Because it's part of the journey. It's part of the learning. And the neat thing is, when you begin to really realize the blessing of the downturn, and when we are following or leading after that which was of the world that we thought was spirit, when we come to realize that, that realization turns to a blessing. Because the blessing is you have now learned what that is. And once you've learned what the lesson is, the karma's done you've learned the lesson. You are now complete and free to continue the journey now in a greater way. That you now are freer. That as a soul has walked through those experiences and learned what they are, you a soul now, in that greater understanding, gets to move higher and greater wisdom through that experience. That's the path of liberation that we are teaching here. It is not a pathway of avoidance, of judgment, of right and wrong. It's a pathway of gratitude, of loving, and acceptance. That even in the hard lessons, we can actually have gratitude for those lessons because we have awakened to the truth and the dynamic of that movement of experience in this world. So the next time you find yourself in one of those downturns, begin to look and learn from your experience. Because really when you look and you really learn from your own experience, you'll begin to find the gratitude within you awakening. That you, a soul, will have the gratitude. Because you, a soul, now know that you have fulfilled an important part of your journey to come to that greater fulfillment through your experience in this world. When you have that gratitude, I know that only shows up when you've completed the lesson. So look to your learning and look to your experience. Look to the gratitude when you experience gratitude. Why is that? What is it that took place inside of you that you're now experiencing this movement of gratitude in you and through you? Because isn't it funny that sometimes, even spontaneously, we can experience gratitude moving in us and through us, just like that. If you really pay attention, you'll see in that movement in a deeper way, in a deeper understanding of what it was that we as soul have journeyed through to open the door to have that action of grace move in us and through us. Grace is completion. Grace is the freedom of loving. And we often associate gratitude with that movement of grace. So pay attention in your own life as these things unfold for you and follow that movement and let the grace carry you from one experience to the next. Because when you can bring that action of grace and gratitude into the next experience, into the next challenge, that next challenge is that much easier. That's where our burdens become light. That's where we as soul become free and can walk through this world in a greater freedom in a knowing through our experiences. If you want life to become less challenging, then truly pay attention and learn from all of your experiences. Because every time you do, I will guarantee your next challenge will be that much lighter. Because you are doing the inner work. You are walking the inner journey. Because that is the journey of awakening. Awakening is the inner knowing that takes place through the learning of our lessons, to come into the greater knowing of the divine, the knowing of the divine that is in all things. We'll come to know the divine in its movement and expression, because that's who we are, even as we experience it through the mind, the emotions, and the imagination and body. But pay attention to that movement inside discover, come to know. Listen to yourself. Listen to your own thoughts, your own feelings. Listen to your own words. Listen to the actions that you take in your daily life. Because in that, it will reveal to you that which you are coming into the greater understanding of. and my own personal journey, It seems like there's not a moment that goes by that I'm not paying attention to that inner dynamic and that inner movement. Always checking it out within me to see where it's coming from, to see where it's flowing to, to learn in that experience in every moment. One of the things I've been learning and growing through the last couple of years is this whole dynamic of teaching Spiritual teaching, what is that really? What is this thing we even call spiritual teacher? What is it to be a disciple, a student, one that is upon the path, an initiate, or a seeker of the light? What does this all truly mean? Well, one thing that I really do know, it is simply in the day-to-day living and experiencing that, is how we come to know. The last couple of years, it's been a process for me to learn and to grow, to continue my own process of yet greater awakening, to step forward and share who I am in a greater way, to be with people, to be with myself, to be with Jim in a newer way. And it's funny, because at times, I've had a lot of challenges the last couple of years here, even with Jim, even in my own relationship. I know Jim is my teacher. I've been a rebellious student sometimes, <laughs> quite reactive at times. But I also know that's been part of me learning more and more about myself and my own expression. And I do know the more that I keep coming back to the loving and the more that I see somebody demonstrate the holding and living that loving, no matter what, the easier it is for me to discover and find that within myself. From the very beginning, back in the, I guess it was 97 or 8, when I moved to Austin a little while after I moved here. When I saw that action of spirit flow through Jim and come right into me is where I began to wake up to the greater dynamic of the teacher and the student. I get tears a little bit when I share because there's always so much love when I experience that. And that's where I have a lot of gratitude for my own awakening and seeing that movement of loving as God flows in and through all levels of creation. To see the truth of that dynamic, even as it works through a physical body that we call a teacher, that I've come to learn and discover through my own experience that it is simply the movement of that river of loving It is such a simple process of just the flow of the divine as it works in and through all vessels, vehicles, channels, and souls. And I know that all I've had to do, and this is the simplicity, is just follow that flow wherever it takes me, however it appears, even into the physical world. That's what brought me here to Austin, that's what brought me here to Jim. I just followed that flow inside of me without having any clue what it was going to lead to or physically manifest or express as. I simply knew that movement of the divine within me by paying attention and following that even into the physical world. To me, that's the joy of the adventure, the discovery, the learning takes place as we're willing to step forward and just simply experience where life takes us. But it's not a wandering, wandering around to seeking and looking. It is a purposeful, on-course direction of seeking the inner awakening and the knowing of the divine within and following that flow through all the levels even into the physical, to see where it takes me. Because I know when I followed on all the levels is where I experience the greatest fulfillment of that dynamic. And so it has even taken me here to Austin, Texas to physically be present with Jim. And then when I began to see and Spirit revealed to me that movement of the Divine through even the physical body that we call Jim Gordon, or what we call a spiritual teacher, that I got to wake up and know how that inner flow works even into this world. And to this day, I understand that. But that doesn't mean I always follow it perfectly. Where I was just referring earlier the last couple of years, even my own reactions with Jim, That was me and my own personality process of learning and growing still. Of trying to see or figure out a different way. Instead of just allowing it to be the way it is. And I'll tell you what. Every time I go against the way it is, I just struggle and get disturbed. And just end up, it's like punching myself in the face. It's just amazing. But it doesn't look like I'm doing that but it rarely ever does look like we're truly beating ourselves up. But if we pay attention, we'll realize that when we don't allow ourselves to follow the natural flow, one of the greatest feedback mechanisms is pain. Whether it's emotional, mental, or physical, it'll let us know. I've learned that pain is my indicator that there's something where I'm a little bit maybe getting out of the flow of the natural order of things called the spirit of life. And when I simply bring myself back into the natural order and flow is when all of a sudden it gets easier again. Things are gentle, peaceful. I just feel this fullness of loving. And then I even find myself saying, I'm so happy. I love you. I love you. I'm in such a good space. I feel so good. I really love my life. I hear myself saying all those things verbally, physically, when I'm following the natural order of that river of loving. So part of my challenge, physically, and where I began with, is even sitting here with Jim, knowing where my natural flow even moves in and through in this physical world, because it is through Him. That's where I've come to realize the truth of even the physical teacher. And that's where the world does not understand. When those that choose to be initiated and walk a spiritual path, when they have even a physical teacher, the world doesn't understand the love. They look at it as the worship of a physical personality and body and make it wrong. In the world that does take place, egos do have attachments that could look even the same in the outer expression. The difference is in the inner experience. It's up to each of us to know the difference through our inner experience. The true devotion to God at times can be looked in this world as a devotion to even the physical teacher. In the East, it is well known. In the West, they call it guru worship. In the West, they call it love and devotion to the master, the teacher. But that love and devotion is the truth of the soul knowing that river of life in its source and upon which channels and tributaries, that river of life moves. And I know all I have to do is follow that flow. That's why I know, even physically, why I moved here, to be present, even physically in Austin and here with Jim and with everyone here. That was me responding to the flow of that loving. And that was my experience. I'm not saying anybody needs to move to Austin, because now I bet when this goes up on the website and people hear this. People are probably going to want to move to Austin. That's not what I'm talking about. It is not out of the ego. It is out of the soul and following the loving. However it moves us, no matter who we're with or where we're at, it really is about that inner experience of that movement of loving. All I'm doing is sharing my personal journey, even physically, and how I have responded to that movement of loving and where it's taken me, even in this world. But make no mistake, it was an inner response and a choice for me to follow that within myself. To go, to discover, to learn and to grow what it's all about. I know all I need to do is take action steps and in that movement is where I learn and grow. Even when I take a wrong turn, Even when I take a wrong turn, but was it a wrong turn? Or did I just think it was a wrong turn? Well, I've come to know that that's part of the learning and part of how I have discovered the truth of loving and the illusion of loving. It really is a journey that even takes physically walking through or rolling or crawling or however you want to do it. But there is a movement into every expression and level of life. So I have just followed that movement and it's brought me here. In a way, this is also me sharing my loving with Jim. When this first started to unfold for me, some of you even saw me even physically respond and lay down, they call it prostration, or bowing down before the teacher. I've done that responding to the inner experience of what was going on for me spiritually. I've come to learn it had nothing to do with my physical demonstration of it. It was all about the inner experience. And what I know inside of me is that who I am as soul always bows down and honors that flow of loving And so even physically I responded to it, in this case many years ago, even physically bowing down to Jim, but that bowing down was the honoring spiritually of where I experience that flow moving in and through into this physical world. And I'm glad I did that, because that's how I came to know the greater truth, is by honoring my own inner experience and following through even with physical actions so that I could learn through all those actions. And to this day, I know that river of loving, for me, flows in and through Jim. Even physically, as we were meditating just a little while ago, I could feel a movement coming through him to me. And I know that river of loving. I just haven't acknowledged it in a while. And I like acknowledging it because boy, the love just fills up even more when I do. But even in not acknowledging it, I've had a lot of good lessons along the way. And I know right now, I'm really acknowledging a lot of physical or physicality, but that's the way I've known it in the world for me, through the physical teacher. But I just started where I found it in the world that was just the beginning. Because in acknowledging it even in that physical place is where I began the journey and where it took me from the physical anchor point into and through the journey through the realms, astrally, causally, mentally, etherically, solically, and now spiritually beyond soul. It's just following the flow in the way that I've experienced it even into the world So I say the same to you. Follow the flow, however you experience that. Honor the flow for what it is for you. This is the way I honor it for myself and know it. And I know that when I honor that and follow that, the fullness, the joy, the peace and comfort that I experience in that Know that it's the loving. And that if you don't know what the loving is, if you can look at Jim or myself or one another and say, I love you, and I know the loving I feel for you, then that's the loving and where it's awakening within you. Honor that. Because that's where it's at in that moment. Acknowledge it and experience it wherever it is. Because when you do, it will then begin to take hold within you and begin to carry you into the greater journey beyond. And then you'll truly wake up and realize it never was that physical body, that anchor point. That physical body or anchor point was simply a doorway by which you experience that movement of loving as it came into this world.
1: Well, I would say that's the best talk I've ever heard in this room. (laughs) And I have to say also that Brian just shared with you what discipleship truly is and what it is to live as a disciple and the challenges that go along with discipleship. This is a path that is filled with grace and ease. It doesn't mean that it's always easy, because those challenges that come up in our lives, that often seem to be the greatest obstacles, are those things that need to come up for our soul to truly come into its own, and to manifest itself in its greater action of loving and creativity and what Brian just shared today is really an understanding in a very very clear statement of what discipleship is and how to live as a disciple and the challenges that come along with that and how to overcome them and how to keep moving forward and that's really a key to discipleship is to ever keep moving forward And the way you keep moving forward is to be in loving with all that comes up. Love it all. Love the frustration, love the anger, love whatever it is that comes up inside of you or in the world. And in that loving, you will begin to understand what it is that is there for you to experience and to learn and to grow in. You will begin to understand how to move forward and to stay in action and not go into reaction with what comes present. And it's that that is the key. If we go into reaction, we are going to stagnate. We are going to find ourselves stuck. And we are going to wonder, why the hell am I caught up in this? But if we stay in action, in that movement of loving with all of it, we will find answers, solution, clarity, and we will find we will move through these things very, very quickly, and find the freedom that we are longing for. The soul is longing for freedom, freedom from this creation, and freedom from the lessons that this creation holds for us. And the only way that the soul gets free is to begin to experience these lessons, to allow itself to go into them and experience them fully. We can avoid only so long, and ultimately, we will find ourselves walking step by step one lesson at a time through life, experiencing life and fulfilling life. So rather than avoid, walk forward, keep moving in loving, in acceptance, in gratitude and find that way to truly live consciously as a disciple because that's what you are. That's what this pathway is about. It's not about the world, and it's not about success in the world. It's about your soul and your awakening to the divine that you are and letting go of this world and taking hold of the truth of that river of loving. When we do that, we truly are fulfilling what we came here to do. And then in that fulfillment, we can go on to what God has chosen for us next. And there's always a next. I don't care how much you don't want there to be a next in your creation, in your life, in your experience. There's always a next. There's next day, there's next year, there's next lifetime, there's next breath, there's next moment. There's always another thing coming up. So if we can be open and be available to that and vulnerable to that movement of what's now and what's next and just keep stepping forward we fulfill we complete and we move on into the greater glory of who we truly are as soul as divine as that child of God God sent us forth out to have experience if we deny the opportunity of experience we are denying God we are denying God that opportunity that is there for God to have. So walk into everything, whether it's the most greatest joy in your life or the greatest pain. Walk into it with awareness and if you can find it, with gratitude. I have found that the greatest solution to every problem in my life is to walk up to that situation that seems to be hard, difficult, impossible and be grateful for it. And the more I do that, the more the challenge reveals itself to me, demonstrates itself to me, and cooperates with me as I begin to cooperate with it. And it resolves itself, it reveals itself, the lesson gets learned, and I move free. The more I fight it, the more I deny it, the more I push it on others, the more I focus it outside of myself. The harder it gets, the longer the battle, the more difficult it is to fulfill it. And I have run far, far away from the situation. I have hidden. I have run. I've denied. Only to find that no matter what I do, the situation that is there for me to experience and to learn only follows me. It's always right there. So I've also learned in that process, stop running, stop denying, stop hiding, and start accepting, start allowing, and start being grateful for this opportunity. The person that is the greatest pain in your life, walk up to them, and if you don't say it out loud, say it inside and say, I love you, I accept you, and I am so grateful for who you are in my life right now. You are the greatest pain in my life, and you are the greatest teacher in my life. Teach me, O oh, great pain, that the pain be transformed into loving, into friendship, and into learning. And it will do so if you call it forward. We are powerful creators. The more we create vulnerability, acceptance, gratitude, loving, the more that which is of soul will come forward into our lives and we will begin to live it. Those things are loving. Those are joy, peace, happiness, abundance, and all that is of soul, all that is of God that dwells within us, ever looking to fulfill itself, manifest itself in its fullness. And it's up to us to allow that to happen. And what Brian shared here today is the tools, is the key, is the understanding by which to do that. And in his sharing, he also shared today the challenges of that, the difficulty of that, and sometimes how we can even get buried in the process. Because we do deny, we do push away, we do want it our way, not God's way. And what we have to do is to begin to realize that as a disciple, we now have bowed down to God's loving. We now have bowed down and said, Thy will be done. And we have to then ever be willing in every moment to reevaluate that and to re-choose back into that. Because oftentimes, it's very easy to say, Thy will be done, Lord. How often do we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And yet, when God's will starts to manifest in our lives, and it isn't what our will is, do we rebel and say, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. And God says, but this is what I want. The greater part of you, that is me, wants this for the fulfillment If we can begin to understand that, and Bryant shared it very clearly today, that action of thy will be done, of bowing and loving and accepting and in gratitude towards that place where God resides within us and to allow that which is God within us to manifest in its fullest. Then we truly find that peace and that joy that we are longing for. Then we truly find that ease and that grace that is present there for us and vulnerably available to us if we will just be vulnerable to it. But it is that ego. It is that personality. It is all those qualities of the physical nature that often get in the way of that action. I've often talked about what stands between you and the Lord. Well, what stands between you and the Lord is your body, Your imagination, your emotions, your mind, and boy, the unconscious. All the stuff that you've buried there and forgotten there. Those are the things that stand in the way of the Lord and you. And so those are the things you have to pay attention to. That's discipline. That's discipleship. You're ever aware. You're ever paying attention. Who am I right now? What am I doing right now? Why am I doing this right now? How could I do this differently? You keep looking, you keep searching, you keep evaluating, you keep paying attention, and you keep moving forward. And you love whatever it is. You love the pain, you love the sorrow, you love the anger, you love the frustration, you love the joy, you love the peace, and you love it all equally. There's not one that's different than the other. And it's an amazing process to begin to realize that. And to realize that you love it all. That in loving it all, All comes into manifestation inside of you. You begin to live the wholeness, the allness that you are, that is divine. You are a child of God. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's who you are. That's what we are here to understand, to know, to experience, and to fulfill. To be that living, loving essence. Not just in a moment, and then it's next on to what's next, but to live it in every breath of every moment of every day. To be that living, loving child all the time. In the midst of whatever is going on in our lives, to love it. Not to hate it. To allow it in rather than push it away. To step forward and see what there is for you now. What can I learn? What can I experience? What can I be in this action to fulfillment? And then we understand things differently. There's three things to remember about discipleship. It's devotion, dedication, and discipline. Those are the three actions that a disciple is ever to pay attention to in their lives and ever be bringing them up. Devotion to God. Devotion to the soul within. Devotion to the movement of loving. Devotion to God that dwells within all things. Dedication. Dedication to the awakening of the soul. Dedication to God that dwells within. Dedication to the God that dwells within all things. And discipline. Ever putting God first ever choosing into the loving first, ever being present and aware in the moment, not living in the future or the past, and so much more. I've often shared that this pathway of discipleship has three components to it. I call it the trinity of discipleship. I call it the trinity of this pathway. It's meditation, self-study, and service. And the three actions that fall under each of those categories or pathways that we must pay attention to is that action of devotion, of discipline, and dedication. Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking. <laughs> My mind got engaged there and said, what's that, what's that? <laughs> if you put those three actions under each one of those pathways within this pathway of sound and light, of discipleship, and keep that as a reference point of how you are living your life as a disciple, it becomes much more clear. And Brian described today very clearly those actions of devotion, of dedication, of discipline in his meditation, in his self-study, and in his service. And it's for us to find what those actions are and how they want to live in us and to allow them to begin to live in us and through us rather than us defining it and saying, no, 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 it's got to look this way. It's got to be this way. It's got to manifest and fulfill itself this way. How many times have you in your will forced something into your life because it's what you wanted This is how it's got to be. This is what I want. This is who I want in my life. only to find six months after you got what you wanted, it isn't happy. It isn't joy. It isn't fulfilling. It isn't what you wanted after all. It's just what you thought you wanted. I can remember watching myself, even as a child at Christmas, focused, totally fixated on a toy, Or something that I wanted under the Christmas tree. I knew that if I had that, I was going to be happy. My next year was just going to be full of joy because I had this in my life. And I pushed and I reminded my parents of this thing I wanted. I can remember one time I wanted a chemistry set so bad. We didn't have a lot of money. So I mean, for me to push for something rather expensive was a big push. I remember talking about it at breakfast. I remember sharing about things that we were doing at school that were sort of like chemistry but not. I can remember cutting out, out of magazines, things having to do with chemistry or chemistry sets that I found in different catalogs and just laying them around the house until finally my father came up to me and one day said, Jim, we get it. You want something with chemistry. We understand. We <laughs> understand. <laughs> I thought I was being subtle. <laughs> I guess I wasn't. But I got the chemistry set. It had a microscope in it. It had all these chemicals to play with. It had test tubes. It had a book of instructions. It had slides. It had all these things. And wow, I opened it. I was so excited. I got what I wanted. A week later, my dad came in and he said, well, what have you discovered yet? And I said, what? He said, what have you discovered? What are you doing with your chemistry set? And sure enough, it was sitting over against the wall, unopened. I hadn't even done anything with it yet. And yet I wanted it so bad. It was so important to me to get this thing in my life. And I felt so guilty. I went over and I opened it up. I started reading the book. I got the microscope out. I got some slides out and I did a few things with it. And I put it away and that was it for weeks. And then I went and I got it out again and I played with it a little bit. And I found I wasn't that interested. I thought I wanted it. I don't know why I thought I wanted it. It seemed like it was really important at the time. And it was going to be a great fulfillment for me to have this in my life. And it would take me into something else. But it took me nowhere. And that's what I'm talking about, about our willfulness. Oftentimes we think we really want something in our lives and we work and struggle and fight and defend and demand, and we finally get it only to be disappointed, disillusioned, or we walk away from it like, okay, well, I got that, now what? That didn't bring me happiness, so now what? It truly is the process of letting go and letting God, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is ever being done in heaven, Because heaven is God's creation. The spiritual realms is God's creation. And God's will is being fulfilled in every moment of every moment. And yet down here, this isn't God's will in the same way. And so it is often our will that we see manifested. Look at this world. Look at its creation Look at the game that goes on here and all the different wills fighting against the other wills demanding it be this way. Even saying, well, this is the will of God, not what you're saying. This is the will of God. I know the will of God. You don't. I say that if we can connect into that place of devotion, of dedication and discipline and truly get attached to that movement of loving that is there for us as a sound current, that is there for us as the hand of God, and move with it, take hold of it, live in it, we will begin to see God's will being presented to us, being offered to us. And then it's up to us to say yes, yes, yes. Bring it in, allow it in. And see what happens. You will find that you will begin to live the fulfillment that you've been wanting. You will begin to find that all the things that you have been longing for will be there and answered. And there will be no longing anymore. There will just be peace. There will be joy. And there will be an opportunity to step yet into greater joy and greater loving and greater peace. And it's easily done on the inside. It's very easily done on the inside. It's out here that often is the challenge. Because the body, the imagination, the emotions, the mind, and the unconscious do not understand this kind of action, this kind of discipline, this kind of giving up to a greater will. The aspects of this physical creation that are our beingness at this level Only follows after the ego unless it has been shown a different place to hold attention and focus to and to allow expression and experience in. So I would invite each of you here and everyone to listen to Brian's talk today and listen to it with the eye of of a disciple, an ear of a disciple, a heart of a disciple. And begin to see what discipline is, what discipleship is, what dedication and devotion is. Because it was all shared in those few words. It was all shared in the simplest format that could be made available to a consciousness to listen to and to see and to hear and to know. And then it's up to each of us to step forward and to do that. And it all takes place inside. There is nothing you can do in the world that will ever separate you from God. But there's a lot in the world that can keep you from being focused into God. And the more we chase after things in the world thinking they're going to bring us our happiness, the more we find ourselves longing and needing and wanting and wondering why am I lonely? Why am I longing? Why am I empty? The more we can begin to move inward and upward, and live that action first, the more we're going to find the joy, the peace, the loving that we long for. And what Brian described today is just that path. You follow the flow of loving first. You follow God's will first. Why did he move to Austin? He didn't know. He just knew that there was a flow, a movement of spirit, a movement of loving that drew him here, that called him here, and he knew he had to follow that. He knew that when he was at that conference in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and Spirit called him to get before me on his knees, in his loving, he didn't really want to do that in front of all these people that were gathered there, but he followed that flow of loving and let go of his embarrassment, let go of his ego structure, and did that out of loving. And the very moment he did that, spirit opened the door for him. It wasn't about him physically getting on his knees, it was about him following the loving to that point of doing whatever God asked of him to do. And doing it with joy, with loving, with willingness. And then the door opened. And it was an amazing event for me because when that happened, I heard clearly inside the voice of God say, Now tell him all, the door has opened, the door is open wide, share with him everything and bring him forward. In that very moment. So it was in that action of his willingness to follow that movement of God's loving, wherever it took him, however it wanted him to be, that brought him to that place and has brought him to this place now. And even brought him to that sharing today. And so... I invite you to listen to that talk again and again when we get it up on the website. I think it's that important to listen to again and again. I haven't even said that about my own talks, let alone anybody else's, so it must have been pretty good. (laughs) So
0: thank you all very much.